All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Mitch Michaels on this sports podcast. Delighted to be talking to you about football season. We're back at the start of the 2023 season. Ryan Souls joining the show again. Ryan, good to talk to you. Our annual tradition, and once again, just good to have football back. My man, happy to be here. I can't believe seasons upon us you know we've had college football for a couple weeks but it's still just surreal and just happy to be talking football happy to have some games happy on to pull have, up watch. yeah happy to have some games happy you know a couple things one that seems like the major injuries have been avoided you know kelsey seems like he's going to be okay might miss tomorrow night as we record <laughs> this on wednesday burrow's on track to play could change but you know there could have been scariness there and also got a shout out to broke today Nick Bosa becoming the highest played defensive player in NFL history, getting a yeah. huge payday and much deserved. Yeah, man, uh, 122 million guaranteed. I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well deserved. He he's uh, an incredible player. I mean, amongst really really good pass rushers, he's at the top. Him and Parsons are the best. So, well deserved, and I'm glad. Just to, I don't know if it was his goal. To reset the market for defensive linemen, but he did absolutely that. Well, at least pass rushers, because I don't know how much this affects Chris Jones, to be yeah. honest with you. But yeah. uh, pass rushers at the minimum. The Chris Jones thing is going to be interesting. Obviously, Chandler Jones wants money too out in Vegas. There's stuff there, but the Bosa stat that jumped out at me, Ryan, was only five players, and he's one of them since '82, have had multiple 15 sack seasons in their first four years. So he's wow. producing, man. I mean, there's only been four. I don't have the Five list. Five players since 82. Yeah, that have had multiple 15-sack seasons. So I would imagine Bruce Smith and Reggie White are probably on there. Maybe yeah. Strahan. I don't know if he did it early, though. See, Strahan was kind of a late bloomer, right? We'd have well, to you look said at since that. 82. So 82, I mean, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. We'll have to kind of see. But, yeah, just phenomenal stuff. I agree. And, you know, we can make predictions later, but Bosa's going to be in the thick of the race for defensive player for the foreseeable future in his career. So, you know, it's very good to see uh, that happen. Well, let's just go right to the division preview. We like to do it in order, and uh, it's fitting this year, right? For, first things first, before we start, Ryan, with the AFC East, I think we can agree that the depth in the AFC is just staggeringly better than the NFC in terms of playoff quality teams. And, you know, we talked about this last year, man, and it feels like the the separation is even bigger. Yeah, more it's quarterbacks, right? I mean, it doesn't yeah. feel like that's where it starts. Not the only thing, but that's where it starts. Yeah, 100% that's where it starts. And, I mean, especially when you start, and we'll get, like you said, we'll get into our picks, but when you start looking at the playoffs and the teams that we expect to be there at the end on the NFC side, the quarterbacks that you could be matching up with are interesting. Yeah, that's so that's so true. And, you know, this division in particular, I, I – you know, I go back and forth with the AFC East or the AFC North, obviously the division I know about who you know is the best division in football, NFC East up there too, but in terms of the AFC, the depth one to four for those two divisions is just staggering, and you look at it with, starting with the team that won it the last couple of years, the Buffalo Bills, I know a lot of people are at that point where we get to, Ryan, it's like a natural thing, it'll happen with the Bengals here soon if you don't win a Super Bowl, I mean the Bills case even get to one. We're going to get stale of, okay, they're just doing the same old thing. And I want to I want to preface this discussion, too, that this is a regular season topic. I like the Bills. I think they're going to be at or near the top of this division. And 
I do think, though, that they've had limitations, maybe things that have gotten exposed. The biggest thing for this year in the regular season and beyond is going to start with Josh Allen's health. He was not healthy for the second half of that year, and I think we saw a team that had him cover up a lot of their weaknesses. Yeah, and, you know, I think Josh Allen is definitely a part of it. And I, you know, at the beginning of minicamp, I guess it was, we saw that there was something with, Stefan Diggs and the organization and you know I understand they brought Kincaid in but we saw Josh Allen explode when he got a true number one receiver and mm-hmm. that's what Stefan Diggs is but to be honest Mitch I think I think Josh Allen is going to have so long that he stays healthy he's going to have a Josh Allen type of year he'll be top three passing categories etc mm-hmm. the issue to me is the defensive side of the ball they're again starting the season I believe they started last year without Von Miller. Maybe they lost him in the middle season. I can't remember, but they're starting this season without Von Miller. And we saw last year that really the strength of this team is the safety play. And when those safeties aren't out there, it's a much Mm -hmm. slower defense. They can't get lined up, and they gave up big plays. And I I think a lot is going to be hinging on Hyde and Porter Porter this year. So, and I want to also give credit to and, and something positive about the Bills. I think Dorsey did a pretty solid job replacing Dable, who we were high on and who ended up being a good coach. And I also think Dorsey in year two, that's really when you see the growth and we'll see. I mean, I think there's potential there to have a second year in the mix. I agree with you on the defense. I think, you know, handicapping this division, Ryan, is so tough. And I look at it from a couple different ways. I mean, do we agree? I mean, I'm forcing my hand, but like, are the Patriots the worst team in this division right now? I mean, I think just by default, unfortunately, and it has to be just because of the quarterback. I well, think yeah. out of all these quarterbacks, even Tua, we've had reservations, some performance, some health. But the year that Mac Jones had last year, and I understand the staff he was surrounded with, but compared to Allen, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Belichick, has managed to keep this team around 500, 500-ish since Brady left. But it's obvious when you don't have the guy at that position what things look like. And by default, I think it makes them the fourth team. But they're gonna, any game in, yeah. involving the Patriots in the division is going to be tough. Yeah, if they're the fourth team, it is a week fourth team. And, and I think defensively they're good. I think their O-line struggles. I think the Stevenson-Zeke combo is actually going to be pretty solid, but I do think it comes back to the quarterback, and it's a tough division to predict. It could have three playoff teams. It could have as few as one, given how deep some of these divisions are and maybe some of them not beating up on themselves. I think everyone wants to talk about the Jets and what their potential is. I know they still do have some pitfalls, the O-line, maybe some pieces uh, surrounding Aaron Rodgers, but he seemed very happy. Obviously, that goes without saying. And the thing, Ryan, that we saw last year was the defense looks tailor-made to at least get to the playoffs. And the other fact that I think we got to just continue to, to look at is they were so close last year to already doing it that they were, I mean, it's very rare that you can get a team that can truly say they were a quarterback away. But if you just put competent QB play on last year's team, they're in the playoffs. 100%. I mean, 7-10, and 10, I think Aaron Rodgers can get you <laughs> Three wins. And those games, like the ones that, like the actual games themselves that they lost, it was Zach Wilson just going haywire, you know? Exactly, exactly. And honestly, the biggest question marks about this team, you know, people talk about the the New York thing and, and the pressure and all that. I think any team 
with expectations that signs Aaron Rodgers to it is going to have some pressure. The biggest obstacle facing this team is is the same obstacle facing all the other teams in the AFC. You got to beat up on each other to get to where you want to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great first week. Game one, Bills, Jets, going to be phenomenal to see where the Jets are. But I understand why the hype is there, and it's not just with hard knocks. You look at the Dolphins, too. I mean, it's just it's another QB storyline. It's two, it's his health. It's year two of McDaniels. But what we saw last year is when, and I know it's a big if, but when he's healthy, when everything's going right, they can give every team in this league basically their run for their money, including the Bills in their own division. They played them so tough, even with Skylar Thompson as the quarterback. I'm always going to have my concerns with Tua based on the injury history, but I don't want to be one of the teams, people, Ryan, that count off the Dolphins for being a contender and not just make the playoffs, but make a run at the division. No, and I mean, you know, these two quarterbacks are going to be tied forever just based on the draft. We'll always talk about them in the same sentence, but Miami has weapons, and they have speed and functional speed not just fast guys but fast guys that can run routes and know how to use space etc and like you said this all is predicated on Tua staying upright staying healthy because if you get the ball into the hands of your playmakers you know predominantly Tyreek Hill good things are going to happen they're going to be dangerous against anybody just because of the speed that they have you know having Mike McDaniel there I don't have the numbers in front of me, but for a guy who was a run game coordinator, they did not run the ball like you think they would have last year. And, uh, you know, we knew that they were in the Dalvin Cook discussion. So it'll be interesting to see if they're going to try to run the ball to take some of the pressure off Tua or if they're just going to try to come out like they did last year and get the ball in the hands of the fast guys. So many new faces in this division, a lot of them on the Jets. We're going to see how this goes. Moving uh, to another division in the interest of time, we'll make our playoff picks at the end. The AFC North, obviously, right up there, if not better depth-wise, with the East. It's been scary. And look, I have a couple different thoughts, a couple different takes on this division, but it, it's understandable to start with the Bengals, Ryan, because they backed it up now. That was a very legitimizing year for them to follow up on the Super Bowl run to get to the division to get the division again and then ultimately I think outplay the Chiefs in most of that AFC title game. We know about the line. We know Burrow's taking some punishment. He appears to be healthy. My concerns with this team would be the level of their defense. Can they sustain and play at a championship level? And then again, it's the revolving door of the line. But look, any team that has Burrow and Jamar Chase on it, you know they're going to be near the top of their division. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree 100% with the main concerns if you had any that you would have. But I would add another one is their potential, again, for another slow start. Because the last two years, they've gotten off to slow starts, and it's gone their way. But, again, with how tough this conference is, you don't want to get off to a bad start like you have in the last couple years. So, especially with your quarterback coming off an injury, I think Mm -hmm. they need to safeguard against that. I would say that this division, more than anyone, it has the most variance for me. And I would say every, I'd say Bengals, Bengals are the only team I could only see them going as low as three. I think every other team could ultimately be one to four. I know that's a little shocking to say, but you, I could see a scenario where that were to happen. Yeah, I could see that too. I think for me, though, the only caveat is we don't know how calf injuries, you know, play out with guys. And Joe Burrow 
while he's a pocket passer, he's not a statue. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that line again. So, and I'm not predicting, of course, and I hope you hope none of this happens, but he's scrambling and he gets tackled the wrong way. Yeah. You know, he's out for a few weeks. Yeah. Just re aggravating that. So I just think that's the tough thing, especially early. Mm-hmm. So I, but I agree with you um, because I think even more unknown than your team with, you know, talking about Deshaun Watson's performance, to me, the bigger unknown is Lamar Jackson and well, look, new offense. It's, it's quarterbacks again, right? Because all three of the other teams, the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers, and I'll try. My best to take the bias out of it, but the QB issue is so fascinating. I think the Browns' offense is—I think the Browns' roster is as loaded, as loaded as I've seen it. Specifically on the offensive side of the ball, they're built to actually have some real success there. Defensively, they've gotten better. I, you know, I can nitpick and say linebackers may be a little bit better in the secondary, but it's pretty good. The question will be: Is the Sean that guy that we saw in 2020, 2019, mm-hmm. 2018 when he was a top five quarterback in the league by every objectable measure? Will he be the guy from last year where he was just abysmal for a lot of it? That'd be, you know, that's the difference between a division championship run and fourth place here. I do think that I do think that the Lamar Jackson's concerns are real. I have my doubts about the Ravens. I know they brought in, you know, Todd Munkin, whose track record is good, but we're changing up the offense now behind a guy who, look, I don't want to call anyone fragile, but he's gotten hurt pretty consistently in this league. So then, and then you also have the Steelers that I have to throw out there, Ryan, because look, Kenny Pickett might not be the guy. His numbers weren't that great, but Tomlin just wins games. They're going to be a live dog in week one against San Francisco. The roster, especially the defense, does look loaded, unfortunately for me. And if the running game, Najee Harris was kind of abysmal last year too, but if they get a good running game, if the defense is clicking and they stay healthy, they're going to be a tough out every single game. So I'm, I'm with you on the concern, specifically for the Ravens. There's a lot of pressure now that he's paid, and now the fact is that you know the defense that was getting pushed around last year didn't seem to make that many improvements. Right, and you know, and to your Steelers' point, it'll be interesting just to see what Tomlin is going to ask Pickett to do because, like you said, that defense is loaded, mm-hmm. and considering that Najee can't have as bad as a year as he did have last year, he won't be playing. He, I mean, that's the thing. Like he won't exactly. start. Yeah, he'll start he won't more. start. And you got Pickens on the outside who's yeah. legit. Mm-hmm. I I think that, like you said, they're gonna make it interesting for any team. And I'm not I'm not predicting this right now because we're saving this. But yeah. they could make the playoffs. Oh they, yeah, they could absolutely make the playoffs. Division is a stretch, but hey, if Burrow gets banged up, I mean, there's there's the path. I'll say that, and that's more than you can say about some of these teams. Uh, I guess we could spend the least amount of time on the AFC South if that's all right. Uh, yeah, but the but the thing is, look, I, I don't want to. The, there's different levels of teams here, right? So the Jaguars won the division last year, and you know they have Trevor Lawrence. They won a playoff game. They pushed the Chiefs. But honestly, Ryan, and I look at some of these teams, the Jaguars had a run last year that was fun down the stretch, but they had a lot of flaws. I think it's overlooked the fact that they almost lost the game to Malik Willis at home that would have kept them out of the playoffs. And I just, I look at, I think Dobbs actually played that game, but I look at this team as being good on the path, but I'm not sure I'm fully where the hype is, if that makes sense. So, you know, I'm kind of torn on this too, but I think the one thing that gives me a little bit of hope with this team, one, is Trevor Lawrence play the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, He 
this play was so much better. This is going to be a second year under functional coaching. <laughs> and then yeah. I think even more importantly, and I think this is similar to what happened for Josh Allen. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is about to get a bona fide number one in Calvin Ridley. And before he was out with a gambling situation, I mean, he was as talked about as an up-and-coming receiver as much as anyone. And if he turns out to be that true number one, I th- I, I'm just going to say look out. Mm-hmm. It's um, fair. Because they yeah. can score with anybody. It's a fair thing. I like the skill. I just think they were uneven at times last year, and we'll see if we get that. I'm, I'm not going to lock them in as a division because I have too much respect for what Vrabel can do with, for lack of a better term, not the best roster, you know. I just think that they're going to be competitive. And you heard, I heard something with Mahomes. I mean, it was uh, talking about playing the Titans last year when it was a Malik Willis game, and he's like, man, that was tough. Like, it's, you know, going against them, it's never going to be easy. So, And, and we can say, look, the Colts and Texans are on different paths and for different reasons. It'll be interesting to see what the rookie QBs look like, but they're not going to be, and I doubt you disagree with this one, they're not going to be threats in the division. So it'll be, again, a two-horse race. Yeah, it'll definitely be a two-horse race. And to be honest, I'm interested in Tennessee just because, you know, I've never been the biggest Ryan Tannehill fan, but I am a DeAndre Hopkins fan. And more importantly, I pay attention and have seen what DeAndre Hopkins has done with quarterbacks far worse than Ryan Tannehill. So, and I'm, you know, we talk about his ability to not separate anymore and whatever, but... He's still a top five 50-50 ball guy in the league. And if Tannehill can get them in situations to where you're throwing number 10 some 50-50 balls and you got Derrick Henry back there, they're gonna they're gonna be in games along with Vrabel in that defense. We'll see. We'll see how this division shakes out. Last division in the AFC West, Ryan Souls here on the Money Mitch Effect. Last division in the AFC is the AFC West, rather. I want to ask this question first because it's more of a big picture thing this year and beyond, but are we just going to be in the business of just handing the Chiefs the division and and moving forward from there and working from there? Because I do wonder if, you know, obviously Brady and Belichick is the model and they won all those divisions, and I'm not going to predict failure at all, but do the Chiefs continually get the one or the two-seater, or should we, Ryan, expect some letdown years, whether it's this year or when the roster has to get retooled a bit more? So I think this might be contrary to popular belief, but I think, and this has nothing to do with my what I think about the Chiefs, but I do think we can expect some down years for two reasons. One, when the Patriots with Bill and Tom were dominating that division, uh, there were pockets of time where there were some threats for some other teams. But for the most part, they got six free wins a year with – the AFC West and how it is now, Denver has competent Hall of Fame level coaching now. If uh, the Chargers can ever not Charger, they have enough <laughs> on their roster, plenty yeah. enough on their roster to be more than competitive. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders, but they won some games last so, year that they shouldn't have won. So, yeah. So, but I, hang, but hang on. All yeah, I'm saying yeah. is to say is that <clears throat> this division is so different than the AFC East of the last 20 years. So anything can happen, and all it takes is a few plays, some competent coaching, mm-hmm. and, I mean, the Colts beat the Chiefs. No, I know. So, I know. You know what I'm yeah, I, I get that. I think I agree with most of that. I also think, though, that 
the AFC East, some of these years we had these talks. I can't remember a lot of it, but there was a narrative like, oh, this could be the Jets' time, or watch out for the Bills now, or you know, Miami's got it. The point being that what Belichick and Brady did was a joke. It was so rare, and it's not to be you know emulated or probably ever duplicated. I'm, I agree. I do think that it's natural that there will be some down years, and a down year for them might just be the wild card, given how great and brilliant Mahomes is. I'm just not there this year to bring it into right now. I don't know that the Chargers I, – I think the Chargers are going to be good. I think they're the clear number two team in this division. And and I think Vegas is the clear number four because you mentioned it. They won some games. I don't know how they did it. I don't expect them to be good. There's a, seems like there's more dysfunction than ever in Vegas. Denver is an interesting case study because we would have all said Sean Payton was the guy to hire this offseason, and I think we would have both been shocked that he picked Denver. Absolutely. And I don't know if this is – the well, challenge, maybe. Be, maybe yeah, it's the challenge. challenge. Watch this. Look <laughs> yeah. at what I'm about to do. <laughs> but Peyton, regardless if Russell Wilson is on the field or not, he is going to run the program how he runs to run it. Oh, your guy, your guy Lombardi said that, uh, and I agree with him when he said it, I think there's a short leash, and I think you could see Stidham sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah, you absolutely could. You 100% could. And the, it's, it's going to be just – I'll put it to you this way. They'll be able to get uh, plays into the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they'll be able to get the ball snap before the play clock, clock yeah. runs out. Oh, yeah. There's a new sheriff in town. I think that's the motto this year. It's going to be Sean Payton's offense and get on board or get out, I think, is there. So I, and I'll expect oh, them to be. And you know yeah. what? Yeah. And I'll say this about the Chiefs real quick. Because yeah. um, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he he's just incredible. And they're as much of a threat to repeat as any team has been in the last few years but I think losing Juju Smith-Schuster is going to hurt in more ways than one and it is going to be really interesting to see which receivers step up because Juju did step up last year Mm -hmm. will it be uh, MVS you know what Kelsey's going to bring of course Mm -hmm. Um, you know and I'm blanking on uh, some of the other guys right now but you know they need a uh, Tony Kadarius Tony. Right. They need guys. They need guys to step up. Yeah, and I'm just not sure Kellen Moore is the answer in, in uh, Los Angeles for the Chargers, but maybe he is, and we'll see. With that core, he seems to be, you know, feeling a little better after the money situation. So we'll see. Um, you know, the Chiefs have nailed all those draft picks. That's what you have to do. Also, when you can't pay guys because you give these huge contracts out. So um, look, and the last thing I'll say, and we'll get to the NFC. Ryan is. Uh, I think he's already in my top five or six. We don't have the list in front of me, but that's where Mahomes is all time for me at the QB oh, position. Absolutely. <laughs> I think no. he's right behind Rodgers, and it's only a matter of time, but it's like a right there, you know, roughly. I mean, here, I, I would listen to arguments putting him ahead of Rodgers. No, I know. It's, it's yeah, I know, I know. And, and, that, and just not even eye tests, you can say that, but just amount of years in the league compared to the success. Like, yeah, you can't but, refute that. No, I know. But it is something like the Marino thing. I don't want to gloss over these guys that did exactly. it for so long. I think it's exactly. only Such a matter a of time. Uh, NFC switching that now. The NFC East, Ryan, the Eagles, represented the conference last year, 14-3. and three, uh, Ready to do it again, presumably. The, the one thing I'll bring up to you, though, Ryan, is you know there's good and bad with this offseason and, and natural, right? You win a Super Bowl, guys get paid, guys leave, it's going to happen. They drafted very well out of the draft with some of the best players, a lot of them from Georgia. My thoughts, and given that the NFC East is 
presumably the toughest division in the NFC as well, is that I expect this team to be right at the top of the conference, but I wouldn't expect the record to be as good as 14-3. and three. I agree 100%. I don't think they're the team is going to win 14 games this year. If they do, you know, that that's incredible. But I agree. I think Dallas is loaded on both sides of the ball. I think the Giants are well coached. You know, we'll have to see what step uh, Daniel Jones takes. You know, Washington's Washington. But I do think that uh, Philadelphia, in terms of Jalen Hurts taking a step every year, in terms of playing the position, I think we're going to see some growth from him. I think mm-hmm. the interesting thing is just the defensive line, like you said, losing Hargrave, replacing him with Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, seeing how that pans out. But once again, and I've said this, going back to the Super Bowl, the issue with his defense is always going to be the back end. Mm. I'm curious to see. Uh, how we replace C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And uh, I'm so glad we were able to keep Darius Slay. But it's going to be the back end, and it's going to be about Dean and Smith as well. Yeah, I mean, that's well said. I think offensively they do a lot of great stuff. There's no reason to expect a drop-off from Hurts, but you're in that window, right, Like where the, the extension, the big contract hasn't kicked in yet. So it's only mm-hmm. going to get worse in terms of having to replace players. So the time is now. I think the players in the front office feel that. So they're in it to win it, and they're going to be pushed, which I think ultimately might help them by a Dallas team that appears loaded. Obviously, they'll go as far as Dak can take them, but they have a defense that's second to none in a lot of aspects. I'm curious about the other two teams, Ryan, because the Giants had a dream season where they made the second round of the playoffs before running into your Eagles, which was not expected to happen so soon. So there's pressure there. Jones is back. Barkley's coming back. But, you know, the contract situation with him. And then you have the Commanders who had some of the worst quarterback play in the league last year but weren't exactly, you know, terrible to say the least. And they've got Howell now, but they're expected to be better. So how do you see, I guess, the rest of the division shaping out? Obviously, it looks like Dallas in that two spot. But Giants and uh, Commanders, no slouches either. So I think the Giants are just well coached. And I do think that they could end up in the playoffs again. Uh, I don't want to say by default just because of the weakness of the conference, but I do think they can end up in the playoffs. I'm not as high on Washington as you are. I'm as high I'm high on the on the offensive talent. I love Terry McLaurin. I love the talent that they have on defense. But Ron has just shown us year after year that just some of the decisions that he makes, some of the things that he just says, I don't yeah. know if he's if he's the guy to be coaching this team. I don't know if Josh Richardson, the new ownership, is going to love um, you know what he sees. Yeah. And I think that this team is probably heading for some more changes, but I just think the owner wants to see what he has. It's a good point. Uh, I just, as far as we know, right, in this division, you can find a lot worse last-place teams if that's where they end up. So it's going to be some Mm -hmm. fun NFC East games there. Got a lot to say on the NFC North because, obviously, Rodgers leaving leaves a sizable hole in the division, and there's a couple things. I I guess we can start from the back end. Like, do we put the Bears in that four spot as a team that we're just looking to see what Fields has and Expect them to be better, but not in the discussion for top three. Is that fair to say? 
I think that's absolutely okay. fair to say. Well, I just want to pay them that respect before we get into the bigger thing because it's all going to be about fields and keeping him upright and seeing what you have. And I guess the lesson, Ryan, with Richardson, too, is you can't run these guys into the ground, like literally run them into the ground. They just no, will not last. They won't last. Not at all. Not at all. All right, the other three teams in this division, I want to start with the Lions because we talked about it in the offseason how the Lions were expecting big things, and I've been kind of studying them up and looking at it, and I, I don't have a great feeling about them this year, honestly. I think they're going to be in the mix, but we've gotten to a point where I think we're looking at them like they had made this playoff run last year. When And I hate to do this, and this shows you the point I'm trying to make, like bringing up my hated rival, but... They weren't much different than the Steelers down the stretch last year. But yet here no. we are Here we are talking. Maybe it's a product of who's in and who isn't in the divisions anymore. But I feel like the Lions have been the trendy pick where Pittsburgh is kind of, unfortunately, that under-the-radar team. So I think Goff having another year, he's played at a top-10 level last year, no denying that. But will he bounce back? I like Gibbs, the running back, as a draft pick. But that's, you know, that's pretty high to be taking a running back when I think you have some other weaknesses. So I want to see what that defense has, and I'm not ready just yet to pencil them into the playoffs. So two things just about the quarterback for Detroit that kind of conflict each other, but I just think it's it's an interesting observation. So Jared Goff has played his best football when he's had protection. It was like that. I mean, in all quarterbacks, obviously, but when they were able to get everything blocked up and he can see it, he had success with the Rams, and he had that success last year with Detroit. The second thing, though, is – the second half of the year, the turnover ratio was at historically low levels. Mm-hmm. Like, they did not turn the football over at all. And I don't know how scalable that is going into this year. I think that is such an outlier. Not to say that they're going to be, they're going to swing the pendulum in the other direction completely. But because those numbers were such outliers, you have to think that the turnovers, turnovers are going to go up a little bit and that could be the difference in one or two games but I think with Minnesota having the year that they had last year I don't know if we can expect them to get off to that Mm -hmm. 7-1 start and like you said we don't know what the Jordan Love experience is going to be in Green Bay and secondly we really now get to see what LaFleur is made of because Everything was an Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers show, and not having Aaron Rodgers, now we get to see really what type of coach he is. So I think this division is going to come down, with the three teams, is going to come down to the end. I think each team has a case for why they'd be in it towards the end, but I don't think this is going to be a situation where Minnesota is running away with it. I think each of these teams are more even probably than people are thinking. And I think some outliers happen on um, both teams in terms of Detroit and Minnesota with how potent the offense was and how much Detroit didn't turn the ball over. So I just want to kind of clarify as you're making some good points, and and, and they might be a team I pick at the end of this because of process of elimination of who we have to pick. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think that we should be looking at them as prohibitive favorites given that you outlined some weaknesses and some things that aren't sustainable. Look, even the Eagles last year, and I still expect them to be good, obviously, but that sack rate was just insane. 
Like there's just certain yeah, turnover luck and seventy sacks. Again. Yeah, I don't, yeah. There's turnover luck. There's things of that nature where you know you just have to find other ways. So, you know, Green Bay is fascinating because I don't think Lafleur is a bad coach. I do think Rogers struggled. I also don't know how anyone in their reasonable mind could be like, oh yeah, for sure, Jordan Love just going to step in and play well when we just haven't seen him play football in the last couple of years. And the few times we did, it wasn't the best. I think Minnesota got un- unbelievably lucky, and they were fraudulent by sense of the word that they won all those close games. They should take a step back, Ryan, but I don't know what it's going to take to win this division. So maybe, speaking of process of elimination, I might have Minnesota in that one spot right now just because I think Green Bay is going to have to deal with a rookie quarterback, essentially, and they're going to have a Detroit team that hasn't been in the thick of a, of a true race. Remember, they were playing catch-up the whole last year, so it's not like right. they were in a division race, so... I, so, I mean, yeah, I, that's but, I'm not I'm not a giant Vikings fan going into the year, but I don't feel great about this division at all. So I'll ask you, I'm I'm we're completely in agreement, and I'll ask you this: Do you think, and I guess which is more likely, you think it's more likely that the Packers' defense is good enough because they showed a little bit of signs last year that Jordan Love can keep them Hmm. in every game to make this close, or that this Minnesota, not Minnesota, this Detroit Lions offense that, you know, Mm -hmm. is coming off the season they had last year will be a top five, top seven NFC offense. What do you think is more likely? I think the Lions point is more likely because, look, I mean, we got to, we're getting old, you know, obviously with all this, but it's so different now. I don't think you can – we're looking at years past. The way the game is, like percentages are higher, yards are higher, like everything is offense-driven. I know there's still appreciation for running backs and defense, but I don't know that you can win necessarily the way we – teams growing up, like the Ravens defense with Trent Dilfer and that kind of thing. Right. So I just think it's more likely that a Lions team can, you know, find their groove again, and they've got all that skill with Armand St. Brown, and the running backs are, are good, and – you know, and that's why even with the Vikings, like their defense was awful last year. If they can just get a little bit better, I think uh, Addison, the rookie receiver, is going to be a baller right away. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see, man. That division's fun, but I don't, I don't feel good about backing a team because you can pick one of those three teams, and there's a lot of flaws in there. Yeah, but, good, it, good luck picking any of those on Survivor picks, whatever. It's going to be great. We'll, we'll get to that week one at the end here. And also, maybe just a quick mention, this will be a good way to do the NFC South. You have to pick one team and only one yeah. team. Jeez. It's tough, man. I uh, I think I would go Saints. And I know that means I'm picking a Derek Carlett QB team, but I think a change of scenery. And I think the baseline it's it's enough mediocrity to beat the rest of the teams in the division i don't think bryce young's got the talent around him just yet spencer riddler i mean i haven't seen it yet we'll see i mean Bijan robinson's a good pick but i don't i don't know that i trust that and uh the bulls and baker mayfield duo color me surprised in not picking them yeah we're <laughs> bro we're on completely on the same page i i think this Team also out of the four, the Saints are probably the best coach, and I think secondly to the Falcons, who I think could give the Saints a run just because of what they have on offense with London over there with Pitts now with Bijan. They were my they sleeper got, last year, and it just blew up. Like there was promise, and then it just completely blew up. A hundred percent. But to to your point with the NFC North. What's it going to take to win this division? 
So yeah, yeah, I, I do yeah. think I, we can we agree that the Panthers and the Bucks will not be in it. So I, I think I think the Panthers are definitely the contract. Yeah, that's right? the thing, right? I mean, and they, the defense is getting old. I mean, yeah, they fit. They check every. They're the team that people be like, oh, well, maybe they could still have a chance, but no, they're just the old team. Like this is what happens. You just age yeah. out. You need to trade Devin White and Levante David mm-hmm. and. Uh, Godwin and see what you can get. And honestly, they weren't built for long term. When Brady got there, they went all in, and it got them exactly. a ring. You know, and that's yeah. I think I just think the Saints have the the baseline there. I know they're missing Kamara for a little bit, and I do think defensively they were pretty solid for most of the year, um, as long as our Vladimir wasn't getting kicked out of games. So just try to exactly. limit that. Yeah, so that's going to be fun, right? The NFC North, can't wait for that. And, and the NFC West, by the way, I mean, they've got, you could argue, the two worst teams in football. I mean, I might make that argument. Yeah, you, I mean, they definitely got one in the Cardinals, <laughs> for sure. I just, man, it's going to be Josh Dobbs and Toon as your quarterbacks and Kyler yes. Murray. I mean, it's so bad that Caleb Williams said he probably won't go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that that's rough. I mean, it's tough sledding over there. And, you know, we talked about this and uh, in the springtime. It was still cold outside of the Rams having to be on the hook for Stafford for the next two years, knowing that they said F them picks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it ain't going to be good for a minute. And, you know, I hate to no. say this, we both love him. And I brought this up for the last two years. But you need to trade Aaron Donald and start over. I don't. Yeah, I just. It's hard to know what the market is for a player at that position at that age. And then once you do that, you're that's the that's the biggest white flag you can raise. Listen, so I'm I know call, I'm only calling six teams. I'm calling the six teams who I know got a shot because that's mm-hmm. what Aaron will want to go. Yeah. And nobody else is yeah. listening to anyway. It's kind of so, crazy that they have their draft pick now. Maybe it is a Caleb Williams situation. You know where he just stays local, and that's our guy next year. But yeah, that might, that might keep McVay around. He's so retirement. I he needs a. I mean, he's gonna take a sabbatical, right? Like I don't know if it's this year, or whatever. But he's so young and he's accomplished already. This is the perfect kind of guy to go to TV for like five years. I could see it. You know, I just, I just, but I also think too, and maybe this is. You know, we're still young guys, but we're old school. And I just look and I just like you're too young <laughs> to take a sabbatical, bro. Yeah, the TV money and that lack of having to get chewed out and publicly criticized like a coach is nice, though. Oh, yeah, it's too good. Yeah. Some guys get too comfortable and never leave, so uh, there is that. Uh, Do we just crown the Niners, or can the Seahawks make things interesting with another junior? Oh, no, I think the Seahawks can definitely make things interesting. I think, um, and this is no... By the way, uh, I just want to also point out, we were mostly me, but a little bit you as well. We were kind of writing our Donald over Lance takes in the summer. Yes, we were. We absolutely. I mean, did we really think that Lance was, was no. had a chance? I Zero. Mean, not, not not at all. And it, it's a shame. It really is. And you know, we can talk about the 49ers quarterback evaluation process another time. Uh, but I do think that, and this is no shade to Brock Purdy, but we got to see if this was lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. or if he's going to really be able to operate this offense yeah. the way Kyle wants to operate. Obviously, when they got Christian McCaffrey, they they were on fire and became something totally different than where they were pre-Christian McCaffrey. But, man, Geno Smith really impressed me. They're always well coached. They got some skill position now. Uh, they got a solid run game. 
The defense is not bad. No. I think that, um, you know, you got a book on Purdy now. You've got some tape. It'll be really interesting to see uh, yeah. these two teams play each other. I do not think – if I had to pick, I'm going to pick San Francisco, mm-hmm. but I do not think it's a runaway. I don't. Well, they drafted in Jigba, my guy, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a big uh-huh. one. So the skill positions there, Kenneth Walker, defense has gotten better. Yeah, there's some stuff to like there. I think San Francisco, there's some miles on players like Debo, but it's just impressive, not just with Bosa, but how they tool that defense with Fred Warner, with leaders that kind of just continually bring out the best. So, uh, And and replacing uh, D'Amico Ryans, too. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're 100% right. All right, well, let's make our seven. This is going to be tough, and, and I know I'm going to regret it like two weeks into the season. So, all right, division leaders, division winners, and we'll go back to the AFC division winners and then your three wild card teams. All right. So if we just start with the, the way I'll just read it, how I have it on NFL.com. Okay. I got the Bengals winning the North. Mm-hmm. I got, oh man. I got Buffalo winning the East. Okay. I got Jacksonville winning the South. I got Kansas City winning the West. Okay. You want wild cards? You yeah, and then three West? more teams. Okay. Um, God, man, this is hard. So I already previewed my one. I'm get. I'm the Steelers are making the playoffs. Okay. I like. I like Miami. All right. And. Baltimore. Wow. All right. Two AFC uh, North teams. All right. I'm going to go. All right. Let's try to have some fun with this one. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Jets win the division. Okay. I almost did it. I'm going to say. I know. But you know what's funny is I'm going to go division and I might throw a wild card team in the Super Bowl. That's kind of where my head's at right now. We're all over the place. But I'm going to say Jets. I'm going to say Chiefs, obviously. I'm going to go Jags. And I'm going to go Browns, win the division. Okay. And then I'll put okay. the Bengals in for sure, obviously. Uh, Bills for sure there. And then my last team will be the Chargers. Okay. I like it. So, yeah, tough sledding. Uh, NFC, who are your seven? Okay. So, my seven, I like – oh, man. Man, this is tough. I'm picking the North right now. I actually like. I'm gonna pick Green Bay to win the division. Okay. Philly. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. San Francisco. And then I'm picking. That's where it gets fun. Dallas. Seattle. And. Got to find a seventh, <laughs> dude. It's I, I mean, honestly, I'm between the Giants and the Lions, mm. and I think I'll go Giants. Okay, D- Detroit just misses out again. I think they just miss. Um, out. I'm gonna so say three from the East yeah. again. Yeah, I'll go three or four division champs: Eagles, Niners, Saints. I'm gonna say Vikings. Uh, I'm going to say my wild card teams are Cowboys. 
Cowboys, Seahawks, Lions. I'll put the Lions back in. There we go. Okay. And um, your Super Bowl teams, and who wins it? Okay. So, man, this is tough. This is tough. It's hard to bet against Kansas City at least getting back. (laughs) And so much of me just wants to pick a rematch from last year, but the NFL doesn't work that way. No, it's not WrestleMania. Yeah, (laughs) you get the return match. It just doesn't. It'd be great if Vince could make it happen, but I don't think he could. Um. So I'm gonna go. Oh man. I'm going to go Kansas City, San Francisco. Okay. And Kansas City wins. Another one for Mahomes. All right. I'll say I'll say Frisco Jets, but Rodgers loses again to San Francisco and the Niners get okay. the Super Bowl. But at that point, if it is if it is Niners Jets, I'm gonna I'm telling you I'm gonna end up picking the Jets at that point if they make that run all the way to the Super Bowl. So, oh, for sure. I'll, um, I'll but it's safer it's safer now to say best defense, best players there. I think it's good, and we'll see what the quarterback position if Purdy's got it. But gonna be fun. Uh, MVP and uh, I guess offense defense. You got any players we should keep in mind? There's it. Mahomes. It could yeah. be Jalen Hurts this time, or we just start giving this thing out to Mahomes every other year. Yeah, it could be Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Mahomes is in there. So I think, I think Patrick Mahomes will probably win Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I think, um, honestly, I'm kind of feeling Aaron Rodgers MVP. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it could be Josh Allen if he's healthy. It could be an Allen regular season year, you know, okay. where he just racks up the numbers. Or we would be waiting on too. Herbert or Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think one of these younger quarterbacks could be the narrative, and I do think that we take these older vets for granted. It seems like a lot of the last couple MP years, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, it's happened kind of by default. Or we're looking yeah. for someone else. It's like, well, it's got to be these guys now. So I think you have so, to go above and beyond at that level, unfortunately. And then- I'll say this, and I'll throw a mm-hmm. wild card in there for you. So I think okay. for Defensive Player of the Year, it's either between Parsons or Bosa. But a wild card that I will throw in there is Derwin James. That's a good one. And uh, then um, Rookie of the Year, uh, Bijan. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I do think Addison in Minnesota could have a chance, though, and maybe in Jigba yeah. if he's healthy. But Bijan there. Or Kincaid, too, because if, yeah. um, if, if yeah. Allen – is an MVP candidate, then Kincaid could have a good year. Well, D-Rookie's D got to be your guy, though, right? I mean, come on. I mean, if he starts racking up sacks in the middle, like, I would assume that he wins defensive rookie you know, of the year. I could see that, or I could see the corner of the Patriots draft. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, wild card could be the other Bosa's turn to win it if Joey gets a run at it. it. Could, um, it but, yeah, be. I think – I think Mika and, and Nick are the prohibitive favorites for a reason. Or, I mean, maybe a T.J. Watt season. Can't forget about him if he's back healthy, too. So Your boy, uh, too, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, again, always in the sack leaders. Well, I'm just hoping for a good Browns year. You're hoping for a good Eagles year. Ryan, this was a blast. Always our favorite tradition. Uh, we'll have to do this again, and we'll reconvene in a couple weeks as the season goes along. But thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. Appreciate you, man. Happy to do it every year. 
That was Ryan Souls. This was the Money Mitch Effect. If you like the podcast, we're on all your platforms, Apple, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify. You can leave a rating, subscribe there. Check me out on Twitter, MoneyMitchM21, and check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page as well. Ryan Souls, I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Keep enjoying sports and enjoy the start of football season.